What's going on, everyone? You're listening to Eminent Sports Talk Podcast. Mark Morales here, and today we're going to talk about the New York Knicks in a Knicks free agency special. So, obviously, free agent free agency begins tomorrow night at 6 p.m., Sunday at 6 p.m., and it's sure to be a great one. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Kemba Walker, Klay Thompson, um, Kawhi Leonard, Jimmy Butler, all potential free agent targets for many teams in the NBA. There's a lot of teams that are hoping to vastly improve their roster with the with adding players like the players I just mentioned. But, you know, the biggest name on the free agency market is Kevin Durant. Now, we all know Kevin Durant tore his Achilles in the NBA Finals and is going to miss the entirety of next season. But that's not going to stop teams like the New York Knicks, like the Brooklyn Nets, like the Los Angeles Clippers, and the Golden State Warriors from adding Kevin Durant or re-signing Kevin Durant on max contracts. Um, and to be honest with you, I don't think Kevin Durant would have taken anything less than the max. I don't think he would have asked for anything less than the max. I, just, I truly believe that he is still a max player regardless of the injury or not. I know the Achilles is a terrible, terrible injury to sustain if you're an NBA basketball player, but if anyone is going to overcome this injury, if anyone is going to be even relatively close to what they were prior to the injury, it's going to be Kevin Durant. Um, you know, Kevin Durant is not is not a slasher. He's not just a dunker. He's a shooter as well. So let's just say Kevin Durant is only about 75 to 80% of what he was prior to the injury. That's still better than about 80 to 90% of the league. So I think KD is going to be fine. He's obviously going to get his max contract regardless of where it is. But let's talk about some of the best fits now for Kevin Durant. Because, like I said, this free agency is all about Durant. Now, I truly believe there's only four possible uh, options for Kevin Durant in this free agency. And that is to re-sign with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, you know, if he were to re-sign with them, he could get the extra year, get the extra money in his contract. Or the Los Angeles Clippers, the New York Knicks, or the Brooklyn Nets. Now... I think the best fit and the, the most realistic option for Kevin Durant is going to be to, to play for the New York Knicks. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Knicks fan, but, you know, it's been – Kevin Durant has been linked to the New York Knicks for about a year now. Even before the Porzingis trade, he was being talked about and, and there was rumors about him joining the New York Knicks this offseason. And I don't think this injury changes anything. In fact, I think it only benefits the Knicks um, more now that he got this injury because of the fact that he doesn't have to come into the 17-win team with this young, unproven roster and try to win now, like LeBron James had to win now with the Los Angeles Lakers in year one. You know, Kevin Durant could sit out a full year, help these young guys develop like Kevin Knox, like Mitchell Robinson, like R.J. Barrett, who I think is going to be a star in this league. He could help them develop, help them get better. And then in year two, three, and four, that's when you'll start thinking about, all right, Kevin Durant has to win now. He needs to win, blah, 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 and all that stuff will start up. But I think the injury only helps him because he's not going to be expected to win right away. This Knicks team is not going to be expected to win a championship, to make the finals without Kevin Durant. So I, I think that only helps him in his favor. Now, there's other reasons why I think the Knicks would be the best option. They have a great young core with tons of potential. You know, Kevin Knox, although he struggled in his rookie season, you know, he averaged 12.8 points per game. He shot um, 37% from the field and 
34.3% uh, from three. So he didn't have a great, great rookie year. But, you know, Kevin Knox has been putting a lot of work in this summer. I've been watching a lot of videos, seeing a lot of pictures of him in the gym, um, working out, getting better training. Now, obviously, you could do whatever you want in the offseason, but if it doesn't translate onto the NBA court, then, you know, then it was, not that it was for nothing, but then, you know, you're not going to be great unless you could translate what you're working on onto the court. But I, I think Kevin Knox could take that next step in year two. He struggled in his rookie year, but he's not a scrub. He was from Kentucky. He played well at Kentucky. He was a great role player. And now with... Now, with the likes of R.J. Barrett on the team, regardless if they get KD or not, I think Kevin Knox is going to have a lot of pressure taken off of him because all the spotlight's going to be on R.J. and potentially Kevin Durant if he were to choose the Knicks, but he's not going to be playing at all in that first year. So all the spotlight is going to be on R.J., and I think that's only going to help Kevin Knox be able to develop into his own type of player. And I think at, at you know his if he's ever to reach his highest potential, Kevin Knox, I think at most he's about a second or third option on a team. I do not think he's a first scoring option on a team I think uh, uh, if you're talking about first scoring options I think you got to look at someone like RJ Barrett who could potentially be like the number one option on a team so I think having Barrett is only going to make Knox better and if we looked at Mitchell Robinson obviously in the first half of the year he didn't really look like he knew what he was doing out there on the court um, and I think a big reason had to be you know he didn't play college basketball he was an all-american in high school he chose to not play in for the NCAA because of you know all that that nonsense that's been going on with them but he took that whole year to train he has the same trainer as Anthony Davis he's trained with Anthony Davis as well so um he has potential. And after they traded Porzingis and got DeAndre Jordan back in that trade, DeAndre Jordan was able to help him and help develop him into the player that he is now. You know, Mitchell Robinson had a fantastic second half of the year. He led all rookies in blocks at 2.4 blocks per game. Um, he's a great threat on defense. He's a great rebounder. And he's a, he's a lobber and a dunker primarily on offense. So I would like to see him kind of <clears throat> expand on his offensive game and do more than just dunk. And and uh, and put putbacks and lobs. Now I'm not disappointed in Mitchell Robinson and his performance. I'm I'm happy with what we have, but I would like to see more offensively. But nonetheless, you know Mitchell Robinson has Mitchell Robinson has the potential to be a top ten center in the league, especially just on defense and lobs alone. Now if he could develop more of an offensive game, he becomes a, a way more threat than just a lobber, a putback dunker, and a blocker. But you have those two guys. Then you have people like Damian Dotson, who's a great spot-up shooter. Alonzo Trier, who's a rookie who had a, a decent rookie season after going undrafted. Um, he can score, too. And then, now with the likes of R.J. Barrett, you know, I think he's going to be a star. You know, I, I look at him like how I look at Dwayne Wade. Now, obviously, I'm not saying he's Dwayne Wade. I'm not going to say I'm not saying he's going to win all the championships and accolades that Dwayne Wade has. But when you look at the 2003 draft, when you had LeBron and Dwayne Wade, you know, it's kind of similar when you look at it now in 2019 with Zion and R.J. Barrett. They're roommates, they're best friends, they're teammates. Um, you know, and Zion's being looked at as like the next LeBron, right? So what's to say that that R.J. can't be the next D, uh, Dwayne Wade? You know, I, I think Dwayne Wade and Zion Williamson are going to be stars in this league. I think they're going to be the top, the, the two best players in this, in this draft that just happened. And the most interesting part about it is that not only were they teammates but and roommates, but according to R.J. Barrett on the Michael K. show the past week, um, they already were talking about potentially playing on the same NBA, t NBA team in the future. So what's to say in a few years from now, R.J. can't try to recruit Zion to come play for New York after his rookie deal's over. So I think they have a great young core with tons of potential. They're in a big market. You know, you're you're the you would if he comes to the New York Knicks, Kevin Durant, you would be in on the A team in the biggest market in the world. Now, if he chooses Brooklyn, you're still in the I guess the New York market, but you're on the B team. You're on the little brother to to the New York Knicks, and 
The Nets will forever be the little brother to New York. They could win the, t- uh, the next 10 straight championships, and they'll still be the little brother to New York. This is a New York town, a New York state, a New York city, and the Nets will never be able to overcome that. Um, so if Kevin Durant chooses the Knicks, he's going to be in the biggest market in the world on the A-team in New York. He also has the opportunity to be the guy in New York. He's going to be the face of the franchise. And, you know, all the, when if they win the championship with Kevin Durant, he's going to be looked at as a god here in New York. No one will be able to touch what he reached in New York. You think Ka- Kawhi Leonard is being looked at as a god in Toronto? If Kevin Durant could win a championship in New York, he's going to be a legend here. A legend in NBA basketball. And he would easily be in the conversation for, for one of the best players of all time if he's not already in that conversation. Um, the Knicks also have something that a lot of teams don't have, which is a lot, a lot of future draft picks and um, flexibility in their cap. Now, if you remember, the Knicks have those two future draft picks from the Dallas Mavericks in the Porzingis trade. They also have two future second-round picks in 2020-2021 from the Charlotte Hornets because of the Willie Hernan Gomez trade a few years back. And I believe... Um, like I said, they're 20 and 2021 20, second rounders. And if Kemba Walker, Kemba Walker leaves Charlotte, the Hornets are going to be really bad. So those picks become valuable now, not only to the Knicks, but to potential teams that want to make a trade with the Knicks. So, you know, this is just one example of why the cap, the cap space flexibility and the multiple draft picks could, could work to the Knicks advantage. Let's just say, and again, I'm just throwing this out there. I'm, I'm not saying that this is going to happen. I'm just using this as an example. Because what do teams want if they get rid of their star player in their face of the franchise in a trade? What's the first thing that they ask for? First round picks. And the Knicks have plenty of those and plenty second rounders and will have the ammo on their roster to pull off a trade like this. So for example, again, not saying this is going to happen, just using it as an example. Let's say the Houston Rockets never get over the hump of the Golden State Warriors or now even the Los Angeles Lakers who are going to be great. Let's say they, they can't win, they can't beat the Lakers, they can't beat the Warriors, right? Let's say in about two or three years from now, the Rockets want to start over, they want to rebuild, they want to try to get rid of James Harden and try to trade and get anything back from him because of the fact that, you know, we can't get over the hump, we can't win with Harden, so let's rebuild, let's start over. You know, if I'm the New York Knicks, if I'm Kevin Durant, I say, let's try to make a move. You know, I played with Harden in the past, we're good friends, Um, we have the cap space, you know, they have to keep it relatively flexible moving forward, but let's say they have the cap space, they'll have the cap space, they have the draft capital to make the trade. You know, that's just one example. I think that that could be a scenario that can be pulled off. Not saying that they're going to get James Harden, but just with with any team with a, with a star that wants with a team that wants to start fresh. You know, let's just say the Pelicans sign Zion Williams into an extension two to three years from now, and he wants out. Or they let's just say he, they're not winning. The Knicks can make a trade for Zion Williamson because they have the future draft capital to make that trade and pull it off. Now, those are just two examples. Not saying that that's going to happen. Just just giving an example of how having all these draft picks could come into their favor. Now, I know I said the Brooklyn Nets were a potential threat for for Kevin Durant too, and when the Knicks traded away Porzingis, the big thing was that oh, the Knicks are going to pair. Um, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant together to come play for the New York Knicks. And that's been the talk for months now, for weeks, and for pretty much this entire month of June. Kyrie Irving has been linked to the Brooklyn Nets. Apparently, it's a done deal. He's coming to Brooklyn, blah, blah, blah. Let's just say Kyrie comes to Brooklyn, right? Why would Kevin Durant want to follow another star to a B team in New York rather than be followed 
to a team, the A team in New York, or to the Clippers, or to the Lakers, or whatnot. Just for, just throwing out that out there. You know, Kevin Durant wants to be the guy. He wants to be followed. He doesn't want to follow other people, especially a guy who's not on the same level as him in Kyrie Irving. Now, I know the Knicks were linked to Kyrie Irving for the longest time, but to be honest with you, I don't want him. Let him go to Brooklyn. Let him go destroy their chemistry. Let him go destroy their locker room. Because we all, we all have seen and know what happens when Kyrie Irving joins your team. He went from being a championship contender with the Cleveland um, Cavaliers. He wanted to get out of LeBron James' shadow. He wanted to be the man, right? He goes to Boston. They do better in the playoffs without him than with him in year two. In year two, they don't make it anywhere near as close to what they did in year one without him. The young guys don't play as well. And obviously, Gordon Hayward had a huge factor in that too because he didn't play, so that opened up a lot of playing time in their first year together for the young guys. And then when Kyrie was hurt for the, all the playoffs, you had like Trevor Rogier that was able to step up. But nonetheless, you know, you had Kyrie Irving in the beginning of this past season tell season ticket holders in Boston that I'm going to be a Celtic for life, I'm re-signing with Boston, yada, yada, yada. And then you fast forward into January, they ask him the same question, and he goes, ask me again July 1st. So this guy, not only does he bring chemistry issues, not only can you not win with him as your number one primary uh, primary star, but this guy is also two-faced. You know, he's telling season ticket holders at the beginning of the season that I'm going to be a Celtic for life, I'm going to re-sign, and then months later when things aren't going your way, you're going to backtrack now and say, oh, oh, just ask me on July 1st. And apparently, as a few weeks ago, he was ghosting the Celtics, he had no communication with them, and the Celtics, you know, are going to move on. They have to assume that, Kev- that Kyrie Irving is not coming back to Boston. So let him go to Brooklyn. And, you know, with just Kyrie Irving, I don't think this Nets team is going to do anything with just Kyrie. Now, if they get Kyrie and re-sign D'Angelo Russell, they'll be good. But I don't think they're going to be a championship, championship level good. You know, I've been saying all along that the Nets are going to end up with Tobias Harris. I've been saying that for months. I was saying that, you know, before the playoffs even started. And I truly believe that if Kyrie Irving does go to, to the Brooklyn Nets, that the Nets are going to use that other max contract on someone like Tobias Harris. And even that, with Kyrie and Tobias Harris, you're not a championship threat. You're not beating the, the Milwaukee Bucks. You're not beating the Pacers with a healthy Victor Oladipo. Because if you remember, that series was very, very close this year between the Nets, excuse me, between Boston and the Pacers. And the Pacers didn't even have Victor Oladipo. And I truly believe to this day that if Victor Oladipo was playing, the, net, uh, the, the Celtics wouldn't have made it out of the first round. You know, every game was close. There weren't any blowouts. So now you add a 20-plus point, uh, point per game sh- a player in Victor Oladipo, and I think they blow him out of the water, the Pacers. So let Kyrie go to Brooklyn, and I, I just don't see Kevin Durant choosing the Nets over the Knicks, choosing the B team in New York over the A team. Because um, to be quite honest with you, I don't think the Nets are all that good either. You know, they were 42-40, and 40, and the sixth seed in the East, two games over 500, and everyone is acting like they won 50 games. The media is pushing Brooklyn, 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 Brooklyn. So much better than the Net- Knicks. So much better than any other team out there that could, that could get these two max players. You know, I really don't think the Nets are all that good. They were two games over 500 and a very, very bad Eastern Conference. So, you know, you got to take that record with a grain of salt. They're not a 50-win team. They are 42-40 and 40 because of the fact that D'Angelo Russell had an, other, had, had an all-star uh, caliber season. That's the only reason why they were that good. Now, obviously, there was other good role players too, but D'Angelo, without D'Angelo Russell, that Brooklyn Nets team is not 42-40, and 40, and they're not in the playoffs. I'm sorry. Um, but going back to the Knicks, you know, I, I truly be a New York Knick. Now, if the Knicks were to sign Kevin Durant, right, 
I think the next primary, the, the next number, the next option you have to really do is to re-sign DeAndre Jordan. We've seen what he can do in New York. If he didn't want to be in New York, he would have requested a trade like Wesley Matthews did or a buyout or, or what have you. He wanted it to be in New York, and we saw how what he can do with Mitchell Robinson. Now, let's just put in perspective. We saw what Mitchell Robinson can do in half a season with, with someone like DeAndre Jordan helping and teaching him and coaching him. Now, what's to say in a full year with those two that, that Mitchell Robinson can't take an even further step? being coached by DeAndre Jordan and and having that mentor for an entire season. Now, like I said, I also believe that the other players are going to take that next step too, but DeAndre Jordan, not only is he crucial in the recruitment of, uh, you know, trying to say, oh, like with recruiting Kevin Durant because they're good friends, but the fact that you could help make Mitchell Robinson a potential all-star caliber center in this league, that's also very huge. I think they should also target people like J.J. Redick and especially someone like Vince Carter, who has said that this is going to be his final season in the NBA. What better way than to, than to go out helping teach young guys like how he did in Atlanta? Now, obviously, if he wants to win a ring, um, that's fine. Go out and go win your ring. But the Knicks should definitely call him up and help and see if they were... Maybe the Canadian connection between Vince Carter and R.J. Barrett will be something that helps bring Vince Carter to New York. You know, he could help mentor R.J. Barrett, Kevin Knox, Alonzo Trier, some of these young guys, along with Kevin Durant and J.J. Redick as well. Now, you know, another thing, too, that I want to bring up with, with the whole Kyrie and Nets situation that I forgot to bring up earlier. You know, not only are the Nets threats to sign Kyrie, but, you know, I also believe that the Lakers have a really great shot at signing Kyrie as well. And... We'll get more into that a little later on, um, but now let's let's quickly talk about what happens if the New York Knicks miss out on top tier free agents, right? You know, like the all the K's, Kemba, Clay, uh, KD, Kyrie, and uh, Kawhi. If they miss out on these top tier free agents, I think these are the next best three options that they should look at. Now, these are not in any particular order. These three guys that I'm going to bring up, and I also want to throw it out there that I am not willing to offer max money to these three guys either. I will have to sign them to a two to three year deals max and definitely not max money. And again, not in any particular order. But the first guy I'm going to bring up is Bogan Bandanovic from the Indiana Pacers. He's 30 years old. He's coming off a career high season with 18 points per game, 4.1 rebounds per game, and two assists per game. He also shot career highs in field goal and three point shooting. He shot 49.7% from the field and 42.5% from three. And every single year he's been in the league, he's improved. So I think that'll be a great addition for the New York Knicks. The next guy, I think, is Malcolm Brogdon from the Bucks. He's 26 years old. He shot career-high 15.6 points per game and 4.5 rebounds per game. He shot 50.5% from the field, 42.6% from three, and 92.8% from the free-throw line. He's also improved in every year he's been in the league. But the only thing with, with Malcolm Brogdon is that I do not see the Milwaukee Bucks letting him go. I believe they can match any offer that's given to him. And, you know, Giannis has said he wants to win the championship next. And he said he wants to have all the same guys back next year that he had this year. So I, I cannot see the, the, the Bucks letting a young, really good talent like Malcolm Brogdon leave in free agency. And then the last guy I want to bring up is Julius Randle. He's 24 years old. He's coming off a career-high shooting. Um, he has 24, uh, excuse me, he averages 21.4 points per game and 8.7 rebounds per game last year. He shot 52.4% from the field and a career-high 34.4% from three. Now, he could be a good young guy too, but I don't know if he's going to be looking for the max. And if any of these three guys are looking for the max contracts, and I don't want them in New York. I want to keep my cap relatively flexible. I don't want to be locked into very bad long-term deals. Now, Let's talk about the other top-tier free agents that are left, or the other top-tier free agents to kind of go over where, where I think they're going to end up. 
So Kevin Durant is first and foremost, obviously. This is his free agency. It's all about him, like I mentioned. I truly believe deep down that Kevin Durant is going to be a New York Nick. I, I feel like it's going to happen. He's wanted to, he wanted to be in New York. There's been, he's been linked to the Knicks for a full year now. I just see it happening. Um, Clay Thompson, I think he's going to stay in Golden State. There was reports that Golden State was going to offer him the full five-year max contract right off the bat once free agency starts. So if that's the case, I see Clay Thompson staying in Golden State. Um, if the Golden State Warriors don't offer him anything less than the max, then I could see him walking and going somewhere else, maybe to the Lakers, maybe to the Clippers. But nonetheless, I see him staying in Golden State. Um, and then that brings us to Kyrie Irving. Now, Kyrie Irving's interesting because, like I said, he was linked to uh, he's been linked to Brooklyn for pretty much forever now since free since the free agency period, you know, since the post playoff um, run began. And you know, I think it's a two team race right now with Kyrie Irving. I think it comes down to either the Brooklyn Nets or the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, we spoke about the Brooklyn Nets. We know he was been locked in to go there for months now. And all the signs point to him choosing the Brooklyn Nets. But if you're the if you're Kyrie Irving, right, and LeBron James and Anthony Davis calls you, because if you remember, a few days ago they just made a big time trade. They added more pieces to the Anthony Davis trade to clear up enough cap space to have another max deal under contract. So if you're Kyrie Irving and you get a call from LeBron and Anthony Davis to say, "Look, come play with us. We have enough money to sign you to a max deal." We're easily going to be one of the probably the best team in all of the basketball next year if you come. We're probably going to be one of the best teams in basketball if you don't come. But if you come, we could be one of the best, probably one of the best all-time teams in NBA, especially if you come. You know, you have a chance to play with a legitimate big three between you, myself, and LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, rather than being in a potential big two between you and Kevin Durant, whether it's the Knicks or the Nets. So I think that's going to really entice Kyrie Irving to help him to make him really think deep down. All right, say like, all right, let's just say Kevin Durant goes to New York, goes to the Nets. I'm um, excuse me, goes to the Knicks. Kevin Durant goes to the Knicks. If you're Kyrie, and after that phone call, you got to sit there and think, wow. So it's either going to be myself and possibly Tobias Harris, or just myself and Angela Russell in Brooklyn, or I could go team up with LeBron James and Anthony Davis and be a top team in the West and potentially win championships. You know, I think that's a no-brainer if you're Kyrie Irving. You gotta go Lakers if that's the case. Um, but I, I truly believe that the Lakers are gonna make a push for him, especially if they do not get Kawhi Leonard. So I'm leaning. If, if the Lakers do make a big push for Kyrie Irving, I see Kyrie going to the Lakers over the Brooklyn Nets, especially if Kevin Durant chooses the Knicks over the Nets. So now we have Kemba Walker and. Kemba Walker, you know, the past few weeks have been linked to Boston. You know, I think that'll be a great fit for Boston, especially if they lose out on Kyrie Irving. Um, but you also have to put this into perspective. If the Knicks sign Kevin Durant, what makes you think that Kemba Walker is not going to want to go play in New York and play in his hometown team growing up in the, with the New York Knicks and team up with Kevin Durant? Now, I don't think that's going to be a huge, huge possibility, but I'm still going to throw that out there. But right now, I'm saying Kemba chooses Boston in free agency. And that leaves us with the claw, Kawhi Leonard. Now, you know, I've been saying for, for weeks now that Kawhi Leonard would be a fool to leave Toronto. He's a god up there. He just won a championship in his first year. So w why would he want to leave there? Especially when his only competition right now is just the Milwaukee Bucks. Especially if the 76ers lose out on Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris. So they're, truly their only competition would be the Milwaukee Bucks. But I wouldn't rule out the possibility of Kawhi teaming up with LeBron in L.A., maybe going to the Clippers in L.A. But, you know, as of today, there was a, a report that literally just came out minutes before I, I made this podcast that Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard had had discussions about teaming up in either the Clippers 
or the Knicks, according to Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN. So, uh, if KD chooses the Knicks, what's to say that Ke- uh, Kawhi Leonard won't pick the New York Knicks as well? But to be honest with you, I'm really leaning towards him staying in Toronto unless Kevin Durant can persuade him to come play with him in New York. So, you know, that's my rundown of the of the, the five Ks. Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson, Kyrie Irving, Kemba Walker, and Kawhi Leonard. Now, I'm going to end with this. Knicks fans, be poised for a great offseason. I truly believe that good things are about to happen. I truly, truly believe deep down that Kevin Durant is going to be a New York Knick. But in the event that he doesn't become a Knick and the Knicks strike out or miss out on all the top-tier free agents, it's not the end of the world. Don't stress. Don't worry. We have a great, we have a lot of great things to look forward to if the Knicks do miss out on free agency. They have a good young core. They have a potential future star, in my opinion, in R.J. Barrett. They have... They'll have great cap flexibility. I trust this front office to not make stupid boneheaded signings where that's going to lock them into long-term deals. I truly believe that they're going to make the right signings, keep a, make keep the, the, the cap relatively flexible because, you know, they have to spend 90% of the cap regardless of who they get. So I think they'll do a great job making sure that they're, they could stay flexible. Like I said, they have a great young core. They have plenty of draft picks moving forward. So... Is it going to be disappointing if the Knicks strike out on free agency and miss out on top-tier free agents? Yes. Is it the end of the world? No. It's not 2010 where it was LeBron or bust. In 2010, they had no plan B. They had no future young stars. They had no future draft picks. And they had no other plan other than sign LeBron or nothing. 2019 is different. It's not Kevin Durant or bust. It's Kevin Durant, possibly another top-tier free agent, or... Your plan B is continue to develop these young guys, continue to grow around them, continue to have a flexible cap for potential future picks, of, excuse me, for, for potential future free agencies, and also keep building through the draft. You have plenty of draft picks moving forward. So I think great things are going to come for New York. Stay positive. And like I said, I truly believe Kevin Durant is going to be a New York Nick, and I'll end with that. 